Hello, we're the Revitalize and Grow podcast, here to give you top tips on how to take your marketing and communications to the next level and help you grow. I'm Jenny, your host, and each week I'll be joined by one of my fellow pros to pick apart various PR and marketing topics, demystify the jargon, and give you some practical tips that you can apply to your own business. Occasionally, we'll be bringing on some special guests for bonus episodes. You can find all the latest episodes and keep in touch with us at adpr.co.uk or find us on all the socials. You can find the handles in our bio. So grab your cuppa and join us and don't forget to hit subscribe so you don't miss the latest episodes. Hello and welcome to the Revitalize and Grow podcast, here to give you top tips on how to take your marketing and communications to the next level and help you grow. I'm Jenny, your host, and each week I'm joined by one of my colleagues to pick apart various PR and marketing topics, demystify all the jargon and give you some practical tips that you can apply to your own business. Um, This week I'm joined by Libby. Hi, Libby. Hi. And we're going to be going through um, launching new products and giving you a bit of a checklist. So when you're ready to launch, you've got a brand new product, when you're ready to launch, what you should be doing. And, and we've got a nice handy checklist that you can run through and help you to do that. Because um, often with with product launches, it's, you know, it's a really exciting time for your business. You've been working on something for a very long time. You've probably spent, you know, months maybe even years like innovating mm-hmm. designing and creating a brand new product um and it's good to go to market and um it's more than likely that it's taken um a lot of effort and expense to reach that point so um no matter how invested and passionate you are about that product of course um you need to create demand and unless you're shouting about your product and telling your uh, telling the world about why it exists and why they should buy it then um people won't know about it and they won't buy it um so it's important that you execute the product launch really effectively um it's as you probably know it's a very crowded marketplace and there'll always be lots and lots of noise that you need to cut through with your brand and your product. Um, and that can be challenging, but you know, if you know what you're doing and you're very targeted, then it's, it's very possible to achieve. Um, I suppose the thing, first thing we'll start with and the key thing to remember before we go into our checklist is, um, it isn't always about shouting the loudest to be heard. Um, It's, you know, there's no point in shouting loudest if nobody's listening in the first place. You need to make sure that you're communicating with the right people in the right way and at the right time. So it's not just about shouting as loud as you can and getting stuff absolutely everywhere. (laughs) The best thing is to be as targeted as Mm -hmm. possible. Um, And we know from talking to small businesses a lot that one of the key barriers around product launches is that misconception around it having to be very expensive. Um, And that doesn't need to be the case. You don't have to do great big fancy advertising campaigns and great big PR stunts and launches and events. Um, If you know what you're doing and you know who you want to reach, then you can do something in a very cost-effective way, which is what we're here to help you do so um yes after i've probably garbled on for a little bit too long now i will <laughs> let you talk libby um <laughs> and what what we've done is created a bit of a um, easy checklist i think we've got about six points and um, that we can go through um just to help you as you're ready to launch your product so um 
the first one, should I hand over to you, Libby? I think what's, what's the first thing people should do? Yeah, great. Thank you, Jenny. Yeah, so I think um, before we get into how you can really create um, a buzz for your brand, you first need to think about defining your product's unique selling points. So think about, are you clear about what makes your new product or service different from others on the market and why do people need to purchase it? And here you just need to try not to fall into the trap of making your USPs too generic. Mm-hmm. Um, it's e- you know it's easy to sort of claim that your product is um, the best, biggest, um, or completely unique product on the market. But do you actually know what that means? Um, instead, you should should have a think about um, how your new product is solving a problem or a need for your customers, and start from there. It's all about knowing your audience and providing the best solution for their challenges. Mm-hmm. And if you keep it real and keep it relevant, you can't you can't go too far wrong. Yeah, we've definitely all, I'm sure, seen those sorts of brands and products said that we're, you know, we're the best out there or we're the mm. leading company or it's, yeah, entirely <laughs> unique. And it doesn't really mean anything, does it? No. Um, as you say, you want you want to know as a customer, you want to know what this product is going to do for you. You know, what problem is it solving? What is it? bringing to your life um so that's a really important place to start isn't it yeah definitely yeah I don't want to just be calling uh, people get turned off when you say we're the leading company in this thing (laughs) 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 overused (laughs) yes it is very very overused um and then and then sort of the next the next point really sort of checklist number two is um who do you do you know exactly who you want to be telling about your product and that sounds quite obvious doesn't it mm-hmm. it seems like an obvious thing to say but um quite often um companies can find themselves um trying to launch to the masses you know just launching everywhere in the hope that enough people are going to listen but when it comes to doing it really effectively there's there's just no such thing as a catch-all solution um you know your target market are all going to think very differently um so you need to make sure you know who you want to tell and who that real target audience is you know you want to make sure that they're taking action as a result of hearing about the launch of your product so you need to know not only who you want to tell and who that very targeted audience is but how they like to receive and consume their information. I think we probably all know there's generational differences as well as in in terms of, uh, I mean, I think you'll certainly find that's a certain generation on TikTok and a certain generation that's still like (laughs) their weekend newspapers. So it's important that you know how they like to receive information and that you're going to them in in the right way and through the right channels. Um, It's... It's also, I think, we've got as a, a bit of a top tip and, it, again, a trap that I think companies can fall into. So most, most companies are able to identify common audience characteristics, so gender, age, those sorts of demographics. Um, but it's also key to try and think about that customer's persona in terms of what interests them, um, what 
their attitudes are, what their opinions are. I think, you know, there's a very classic example, isn't there, Libby, of um, comparing two men of the same age that like to buy the same, you know, they like expensive cars, they like to go on mm. holiday. They, yeah, they're of a certain age bracket, a certain, um, they live in certain parts of the country and they on paper look exactly the same. But one is Prince mm-hmm. Charles and one is Ozzy Osbourne, the Prince of Darkness. <laughs> and of course, you know, you know, you just know that they they are going, you're going to need to approach those two people in very, very different ways. Um, so even though demographically they look the same on paper, they're not. So it's very important that you start um that you dive a little bit deeper and find out. Um what their interests and attitudes and opinions are, and then you know you can tailor your message to them. Um, and what's the, ne- what's the next thing, Libby? Next thing on our checklist, number three. Yeah, so um, once you sort of got a good idea of what your um, audience is and who you're targeting and what their uh, attitudes and opinions are, you just need to have a think about um, the timing for your launch of your product. Um because really this is a crucial step um, to the success of your launch and you should be thinking about it really ideally six months ahead of your launch date, which might seem like quite a long time, but Mm. there really is a lot that needs to be organised. And, you know, I think we all know the more time that you really spend on planning, the more successful your launch will be. Um, And, you know, that ranges as well, thinking about... um, media as well I think we'll go into that in a minute but they work sort of three to four months ahead if you're looking at targeting Mm -hmm. glossy magazines so yeah three six months ideally but sort of no less than three months ahead of the launch Mm -hmm. um in terms of time when you should launch um it, it it's not necessarily you don't necessarily need to launch your product as soon as it comes off of the production line um there might be a specific time of year that's best for your launch and that might be because of the seasons or mm-hmm. it might be because of uh, a big awareness day or an event in an industry event in the calendar so for example you know you wouldn't launch um like a, a swimwear line in in the winter <laughs> <laughs> expecting in in the UK that is expecting yeah, yeah. A, you know a huge buzz and lots of sales because it's it's not the right time it's not when people are looking um to buy and that's not you know they've not got a challenge yeah. and looking for a swimming costume and so yeah that's the important thing to consider you don't need to just go out um launch product as soon as it's ready mm-hmm. um you need to be a bit more tactful with it um I was just going to say there on your point, Libby, um, about media too. And that's why the planning is so important, isn't it? Because although you wouldn't launch your summer swimwear range in the winter, you would need to start talking to those long lead media, wouldn't you? So that Mm. when their spring, summer um, uh, issues start coming out, that they've got because they work so far in advance and they do work at least three months in advance if not more um they've got everything they need so that actually when you do your big launch it's already in print isn't it it's there on the months you want it to be yeah um, yeah and and another thing as well, as well to bear in mind is and i know we, we experience this this quite often so obviously when you're launching a product quite often it's not ready when you think mm-hmm. it's going to be ready so it's always worth having um a little bit of leeway um there in case there are sort of some delays or teething problems which you know 
is, is quite yeah. likely to happen as well. Yeah. Um, and you need to be um, 100% confident that your product is going to be fit for purpose and available um, so that people can buy it when you, when you launch it. Um, yeah. Because there's nothing worse than you, you create all this buzz about your product. Everyone's really interested. You've got a nice magazine piece, but then no one can actually buy your product. <laughs> <laughs> and you lose people quite quickly, don't you? It's very easy. You know, once someone's visited once, you know, mm. gone to a website, if it's not immediately available, you will lose some of those people. Some might come back, um, but it's important to capture them while they're engaged in there, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, definitely. So then I guess the next step um, would be how how are we then going to create a big buzz um, mm-hmm. about our new product? And yeah, and we sort of touched upon this, didn't we? And it's mm. um, a, a good way, of course, is to, and I think what people um, immediately think of is securing that kind of media coverage and influencer coverage that can give your launch a really powerful boost and give you credibility I mean we always talk about the reason the um, editorial coverage is so impactful is because it's like having that third party endorsement isn't it? it's having mm-hmm. um, somebody that isn't from your own brand or company um, talking about how great your product is so it can be really worth engaging them quite early on to see um, if you can get some coverage from them um, and on that it's it's also I know earlier on we talked about don't try to reach absolutely everyone. Um, it's really important that you keep it very targeted. So uh, c- quite often um, companies think that the ho- you know the holy grail of everything might be um, within a national newspaper or a particular glossy magazine. Um, and that can be great, particularly if it's the publication that you and your fellow colleagues like to read and it's a lovely ego mm. boost. Mm. Um, but it's very important to sort of be realistic, um, set aside the ego slightly and really think about is, is the audience you're trying to target is that the key audience of that great big national publication with a huge circulation? You're actually probably far, far better off um, speaking to smaller titles, more niche titles that are very relevant to your product and your business that have an incredibly targeted audience. And they're the ones that are already interested in the thing you're trying to sell them. So um, although you know it might be a smaller publication, you might not think it's as great as landing a great piece in a national newspaper. You need to think that um, the audience of that national newspaper who are relevant to you is probably much smaller. Um, So it's very important to make sure you target the right media. Mm -hmm. And then also um, critically important to, you know, do your research on on that media title and on the journalists. And there isn't a one size fits all approach and they all like to receive information in different ways. They all about, they write in different ways and they're interested in different things. So um, it's good to do that research ahead of re- reaching out to them. Um, journalists can receive absolutely hundreds mm-hmm. of press releases a day um, and they usually won't read beyond your opening paragraph if they can't see the obvious benefit to them and their readers or it doesn't fit in with what they write so always make sure that you do a bit of that research um it's worth pointing out here we won't delve too much into this 
now, but we do have lots of resources on our website on reaching out to journalists, creating good press releases um, and how to pitch to media. So we won't go too much into that now, otherwise we'll be here forever. But, um, <laughs> but it's well worth going out and checking that. We've got lots of free resources you can access access on that. Um, and then that kind of leads us on, doesn't it? And I'll stop talking again, Libby, but I do, I do get carried away with the talking, um, is... <laughs> is the big question that quite a lot of companies um, immediately ask and go to when they think of a new product launch, which is, should you host a media event to launch your product? Mm, Yes, the big question. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, so I think hosting a media event certainly has its um, place, but it, it can can be sort of quite time consuming and costly as well Mm -hmm. so I think before you decide on you know yes we're going to do a media event you need to really consider the investment um, and ask yourself what you want the outcome to be and whether an event is the only way to achieve it Mm -hmm. Um, you know journalists and influencers they're sort of you know incredibly busy people um, and more and more um now it's it's difficult isn't it to get journalists yeah. to attend um events mm-hmm. um and whereas you know perhaps five ten years ago you know j- journalists would be quite happy to sort of leave the office um and attend multiple events I think even more so now with sort of challenges of the pandemic yeah um sort of you know it's is shifted from from perhaps mm. so, so much um, in-person press events to online media yeah. events which is uh, something we'll probably talk about again um, yeah. everyone's fully, really seen the benefit of them haven't they I think and realized yeah. that you don't need to be physically together necessarily yeah no definitely and or, or even sort of a high, hybrid approach even mm-hmm. for sort of you know fashion shows and, and runways it's worked really well hasn't it um, yeah yeah but yeah so I think have a think about whether if if you you know if your press event is it is it going to offer the journalist or influencer anything that they can't otherwise access from the information Mm -hmm. that you're sending them Um, because that will really tell you whether it's worth the time effort and expense of hosting an event yeah um you know it's quite often and events are, are nice ways for um you know to meet journalists um, yeah. and a sort of a relationship building exercise mm-hmm. um but again you might sort of without really having something to draw them in in you know is it an exclusive um product demo are they going to get some information for anyone else or perhaps meet a celebrity or spokesperson you know mm-hmm. something that's really valuable I think it will be really difficult to get bums on seats and we've definitely experienced this in the past and you have no control of it you can invite media can't you but you can't force them to turn up and <laughs> oh funny you could <laughs> we've tried before <laughs> we've chased them around exhibitions and trade shows yeah. haven't we we've done lots of that yeah um, and, and and as you say it's about and sometimes it's just a nice experience that you're offering them like offer them something as you said that they just can't get over the phone or over email and um it's a bit of a once in a lifetime opportunity for them or um or and I think as as 
we sort of slightly mentioned there, or they're already there. It's an exhibition or a trade show. Mm. They're, they're already present um, and you can get them along to a media event. It's much easier than if you're trying to get them to take a day out of the office to come to your very specific launch event that you know they have to travel to and it takes takes up a lot of their time so um mm-hmm. and it is as as you said it's it's about knowing your objectives and what you want from the event isn't it if it's if it's purely some media coverage on your product then it's probably not the right avenue for you to take you can you can get that without a media event but if it is as you said libby it's a relationship building exercise too um then that's very worth doing because you do want to meet people face to face so it's very important that you marry up your objectives um what you want those outcomes to be before you start pouring lots of money into something Mm. like that yeah which but you know they can be good fun can't they that's the other thing yeah they can be good fun do you love a press event (laughs) 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 um and then the the next i think this might be sort of our final our final point for for this one at the moment is owned content isn't it and mm-hmm. how you can make the most of your owned content to launch your product yeah so owned content um is arguably you know one of the most cost effective um and authentic ways to communicate your key messages mm-hmm. um you know we i think we 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 have po- uh, definitely a podcast and resources on specifically on mm. owned content, but you know, that's ranging from your um, blog to the newsletter, e-short, social media and your press release. So all, all those things, it's a really good way um, to show your brand personality and connect directly with your audience. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would first think about creating a calendar of um, all of your own content so you can map that out ahead um, ahead of the launch. So you've got pre, during and post launch. Um, and you can think about, you know, that could include all the things I just said and white papers, videos, infographics, mm-hmm. um, reviews, um, newsletters and e-shots. Um, and in terms of when you're actually sort of planning what that content looks like, it's always, um, we always sort of suggest that you follow the 80-20 rule. Um, mm-hmm. So that would be, um, you know, 80% inspiring, um, informative um, information that's going to really engage with your audience. And then about 20% is sort of going to be that hard to sort of, sort of sell to your, to your audience mm-hmm. about your product and its USPs. It's so, and that is the, the reason we say that and, you know, with all this kind of communications and where we talk about storytelling a lot is that it's, it's not about you. That's what you have to always think about, don't mm. you? It's like, and it's easy to think it is all about you because you're launching your product. It's a, you know, great big milestone for your company, but that's not what is going to engage your audience and your customers and get them, um, by ultimately buying your your product it's it's all about them and that's what you've got to make your content which is why we have that sort of 80 20 rule so it's you know 80 percent just talk about them they love to hear about themselves and then (laughs) and then have you know a small amount of that kind of sales product pushing messaging as part of that yeah yeah exactly um yeah so as jenny said you need yeah think about what do they care about and what what do they want want to hear from you um 
how do your values align um mm-hmm. you know you're the experts in the field in your field um what other knowledge or industry specific information can you share with them that will be valuable to them mm-hmm. um and then i suppose a, a top tip would be don't don't assume that just because you've published um content on your own channels that it will and, and this is i suppose particularly thinking about social media Um, but also your blog that it's going to be seen by your followers Mm -hmm. Um, on social it might be that only 10% of your audience will see your post Um, as most social platforms tend to prioritize content that has been boosted um, or or, Mm -hmm. you know with some some advertising budget behind it Um, but the good news is that social media advertising isn't expensive um, and it can be incredibly targeted so we would always sort of um, recommend when you're thinking about your own content and plan strategy is to have um, a little bit of money or a little pot to spend on sort of social media um, advertising as that will really sort of help to amplify and maximize the visibility Mm. of your visibility of your hard work. Yeah, and it's quite easy to track and measure as well, isn't it? When you've got when you've got that social and digital activity and the ad spend that you've got behind it, you can really see who's engaged mm-hmm. with it and who's who's come through to your website. And it's worth mentioning there, I think, um, that we will where we talk about social media platforms prioritizing certain content. Um, we do have plans in the pipeline to do a podcast on that. So algorithms and you know how to how to use them to your advantage um because exactly as you mentioned Libby there's quite often people are putting posts out and they don't realize that they're not doing it in the right way and actually Mm. it's you know the algorithm isn't their friend but the algorithm can very much be your friend um if Mm -hmm. if you know what to do and you know how to mix up content and and make sure you're doing the right stuff so we will we will cover that um for sure on another on another podcast um yeah and I think, you know, once you've followed those few bits on our checklist, um, you're all set for success. It's all, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's all the plan, you know, it's all about the planning. Make sure you have a checklist in front of you. Um, you know what you're saying, who you're saying it to, when you're going to say it. Um, and then as soon as, you know, you're ready and you can hit the button, then you can go for it. Um, we have a lot of free resources on our website and templates um we do have this checklist for product launches on our website too um so please go and visit us there so that's adpr.co.uk and you can get plenty of information there that will really help you to launch your new product um and again reach out to us if you want to if you want a bit of advice um or if you have any questions about any of our podcasts and what we're covering and we'd love to hear from you and we'd love to hear your questions and hear about the issues that you're struggling with with communications and how um you know and how we can offer some free resources that will support you um so i think the final thing to say really is just good luck with your product launch if you're on the verge (laughs) of launching your product good luck um and yep follow the checklist and you, you can't go wrong but um, in the meantime, thank you, Libby, for your time today. Thank you. Um, and we shall see you next time. Thanks. Bye. Bye.